What's going on? Every buddy, you've got the card board coach here with your boy, Coach Co. And team, we've got a very special guest on the podcast here with me today. We have Mr. Michael Allen, aka Daddy Rips. What's going on, man? What's up? How's it we've, going? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty good. You know, it's a nice little, it's like a Monday afternoon. We're, we're good. Yeah. It's kind of sunny where I'm at. I mean, I guess it's always sunny in Texas, right? Uh, yeah, where I live, it's like, I live in a weird bowl. It's like, be sunny all day. And then at the night, nighttime, like these weird thunderstorms come in out of nowhere. <laughs> really? Yeah. Eh? yeah, it's crazy. Like tropical climates. For those of you who don't know who Daddy Rips is, uh, I'd love for you to kind of give your background, uh, you know, who are you, what you do in the space. And then we can kind of dive into, you know, how you got into collecting and stuff of that nature. But like, let's start it off with what do you do in, in, in the sports car hobby? I am an online breaker, uh, collector. Um, I got into the space. Well, I, I first started collecting back in the day. I mean, Pokemon and Pogs. Like I was doing the Pogs and Pokemon thing when I was a yeah. kid. Um, I remember my dad one time saying, he's like, you know, you got to get over this. It's so sooner or later, you know, when I was yeah, doing yeah. the Pokemon, I had, I had the binders yeah, where you flip man. through and you, I had, I probably had all the first editions, which did you ever you get know, into like Yu-Gi-Oh or like magic and stuff? I never got like into used, that. Used, no, yeah, yeah, I had, to... I went like from Pogs to, to Pokemon and the Pogs thing was fun. I don't know if anybody remembers the Pogs. Yeah, yeah, of course, man. Yeah. What about, um, Crazy bones, man. Any crazy bones? No, 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 way? Really? no. I was all like right, just pogs right. and Pokemon. Okay, I was okay. huge into like going and buying the slammers. Yeah, getting yeah. the tubes, the big tubes of pogs. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. man, those were the days. And then, um, that kind of slowly fade. That kind of slowly like transitioned into into sports cards. And the the very first sports cards that my dad, I remember my dad bringing home, uh, because we were Michigan fans is the tom brady i can't remember the product it was but it was like his his like official like college quarterback like football card yeah and he, and he, he bought like 10 of them for like a quarter you know and so that kind of kick-started the, the sports cards for me and then from there I just went crazy. We would go to a place in LA called Frankenson's every Saturday before, like during football season. And we would buy packs and we would buy boxes and we never sold. We held and hoarded everything. It didn't matter if the player stunk or there, it wasn't like a, like a market back then. Yeah, it was yeah, more yeah, just yeah. like collecting. You didn't care about the price. You know what I mean? No. It was just like, it was just, yeah. Just and I, I remember, yeah, the first year of product that I ripped and and I ripped a lot back then. I I would spend every dime that I ever got doing chores, mowing lawns, washing cars, doing whatever I could get. I would go and buy boxes of in in 2001 to 2005 was like the biggest period where I was ripping. 2001 was the biggest for me cuz I my favorite player back then was Michael Vick. I'm left-handed and I played, you know, I liked playing quarterback. He was left-handed and I just like, I loved it. So 2001 with Vick, Breeze, Tomlinson, yeah. Chad Johnson, that class was, that was my favorite class to collect. 
And I remember we were we were ripping Fleer. Fleer was the 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 biggest product back then for football, and we were ripping Fleer hobby boxes for forty bucks. You know, chasing chasing those rookies, and so that kind of just I that was my first PC was Michael Vick, LT Breeze, and those guys, and then you know throughout the years I I would I would just I would never I never really like looked at a price of a card it was just like hey i like this card i'm gonna buy it or hey i like you know i want to trade for this card it was never really like uh what it is today where today it's like the market and what do you you know what'd you sell it for and what's yeah, yeah, the yeah. peak and what's the yeah. low and yeah, yeah, you know yeah, where's yeah. it you know 10 markup or yeah, buying at yeah. 80 buying at 60 yeah. percent comps yeah, you know what yeah, i mean exactly. you see that shit all the time there was it's it was never that yeah, it was yeah, like yeah. going through boxes of singles and going oh i'm gonna buy this you know uh, Chad Johnson, you know, patch, you yeah. know, for rookie patch. And it didn't matter. Like, I, I don't know. It, it was different back then, but also we were in a different world. We we're in a different sure. market. And so after high school, which I graduated in 05, which I can't believe I'm saying that um, after high school, I kind of faded away because, you know, life happened like college and, you know, girls and all these things kind of, you know, piled yeah. on and family and life, all that stuff happened. So 2018, 2019, um, I started doing side work for Rizzo Sports. Rizzo Sports has been around for a long time. He's a huge collector. He's he's now partners with the Coffee Breakers. I started doing stuff on the side for him. He would go buy big collections, you know, uh, U-Haul style collections for a couple cards. And the rest, he just like sell off to, you know, on the side. Yeah. And I would come in and help him sort them and go through them and, and get them lined up for him so he can go live on Instagram. And he would just do Instagram bidding. He would go live on Instagram and throw a card up. This is bef way before whatnot. It's like whatnot before whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah and yeah. he would throw a card up and he how would did go, the timer, all right, guys. How did the timer work? So, you know, there's a delay on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like 12 to 15 seconds, depending on, you know, your internet service. So what he would do is he would go, all right, I'm going to start, start it at a minute. And then he would let people bid up. And then he would, at, after a minute would go off, he would count to 15. And then at that 15 second, he's like, he would go, all right, sorry guys. Like this is, that's who wins. Dude, invoicing and must have been miserable. I, back then, you know what, Pete, it was, everyone was flying under the radar. Yeah. You know? It, oh yeah. It was just, like just everyone was, everyone was cool with it. Yeah. 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 All right. So, so that led into him starting to break. You know, he I I came over one night and he had just a table full of 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 boxes, and I'm like, "What are you doing?" And he's like, "Well, this you know this is the thing. Like, people are going to start breaking now." And I was like, "Breaking? Like, what are you talking about? What is what does that even mean?" And so, because he Rizzo was super big into buying wax. He would uh, he has a room in his house that I remember going into. And as a baseball person, I love ripping Bowman. I opened up the door one time and he was like, yeah, there's, and there was probably 150 cases of Bowman, you know, and half of those were like 2019 Bowman, which is like Wander, Julio, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, that's a big class. And I remember just like sitting there like, oh my God, this is like, you know, a treasure room, you yeah. know? And so, so he was like, well, I have all this wax. I'm just going to start doing this stuff where we're, you know, breaking it out with per team or whatever. 
So he would start doing these lives and I would be off the side. I would be his like little right-hand man, just sleeving, top loading, sorting breaks and doing all that stuff. I never thought I would like go on the live. One night I show up, he's like, hey, I got to take the wifey out to dinner. You're running the live. And I was like, uh, I was like scared. I was yeah. literally like shaking on the live. I'm like, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. hundred and hundred plus people in live. Yeah. And from there, I just, it, I, I grew and I, I built my following up because I already had a card account Yeah, because I, that was during the pandemic. Everybody was buying cards during the pandemic. Yeah. I, if I wasn't breaking on his channel, I would be at my house hopping in other channels, getting into breaks and buying cards. And, you know, cause back then in, in 2019, 2020, I mean, you could get into like select breaks for like 40 bucks, yeah. you know, 50 bucks and get a division for like 50 bucks. You can't do yeah. that these days, no, no, no. you know? So it started there and then I built my following up. I, it was his page was like the stepping stone for my following. People recognized me and knew my voice and knew my name. So it got to the point and I'll kind of backtrack six years prior I started a business where I was delivering aerospace parts in Southern California. I, I had a courier van and I would pick up parts in San Diego and I would drive them to LA. And I did that every day for six years. And it was about 420 to 480 miles a day, depending on the stops that I would have to make. Yeah, And it just got to the point where I was like, I can't do this the rest of my life. I can't sit in a car for eight, nine hours a day, you know, having back lower back pain and, yeah. you know, my blood circulation is shit and doing all these things. You're eating from like truck stops. and. Oh shit, yeah. You know? Eating like, like yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. I'm not eating healthy. Yeah. And the healthiest thing for me could be a Chick-fil-A, but even that every day can't be healthy for me. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it got to a point where I was overlapping. I was, I started breaking my, on my own and I started my own breaking page and I was doing the driving. So I would wake up 4 a.m., 5 a.m., drive to San Diego from where I live, which is over an hour, pick up airplane parts, drive to LA, drop off and then drive back home. And in that little triangle that I would make driving, it would be, for, I would get home around like five o'clock. I'd eat dinner. I'd hang out with my girls, my wife for like an hour or so, pop on the live on Instagram and go live till like midnight. So, and I was doing that for like five grind, months. Bro. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I was doing it for like five, six months. And I just, at around Christmas time, 2020. Yeah. 20. Yeah. 2020 Christmas time. My wife is like, you can't do both. You're not giving a hundred percent to either one. You have to, you have to pick one. She's like, because you're slacking on this one and you're slacking on this one. So I was like, you're right. You're right. I just, so January 4th, 2021, I was like, I, I just dissolved that other company. And I was like, all right, I'm going, I'm going a hundred percent into breaking. So, and that's where I am today. Now I'm just, I'm, I'm break full time. I, I do content. I do podcasting. I'm, I'm trying to diversify myself in the space, not just be a breaker, not just take your money. Yeah. You know, we're, we're also doing things where I'm, I'm consigning cards for people where, you know, people will break for us and go, Hey man, like I, I need, I need a quick cash. Okay. Send me your collection and we'll sell them on eBay, sell them on Instagram, go on whatnot, do singles, you know, divvy it up. So 
trying to do more than just take people's money, like give back and do things that help, help the whole hobby as a, you know, help it as a whole. Yeah. I think that's, uh, that's important, you know, like, especially during the pandemic, you saw everyone and their mother become a breaker, right? Like every fucking 15 year old who could get <laughs> what retail product yeah. at Walmart was a breaker. Right. And like, I remember myself, like, I mean, I got screwed by like a few like random turds. Cause like sometimes you're up at like, I don't know, two o'clock. I mean, I wake up hella early. Right. So like sometimes yeah. like three, four o'clock in the morning. It's a few people live. You check the pricing on their, on their product. You're like, eh, you know what? Like, sure. Why not? You check the, the page. I don't know. They got like 2,500, 3,000 followers. You're like, eh, why not? You know, send this guy 40 bucks. I'll get, I'll get a team break or some shit going. Got nothing else to do while I'm like making breakfast. And uh, you just get like absolutely railroaded by some of these, like these noobs. Right. So, um, you know, it's important that we have credible breakers out here. And, and, you know, we were, I'm, I'm sure that as, fanatics starts to really get a stranglehold on the industry. I, there's no way in hell that they're going to allow this many breakers to be present. So, you know, like the fact that you're doing all of, all of this content, all of this, these extracurricular things to like give like a personality to your name. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like you're not just yeah. a, a guy like who rips. And like you said, like just takes people's money. Like, I mean, man, people know, some people know you for your straight up content. And I love that. Right. Like a, a lot mm -hmm. of the people that I've spoken to, I've, I mean, a lot of the things that I've seen, especially recently, you've been absolutely smashing it. So I want to give you huge kudos for that. And it's that. entertaining, man. You know what I mean? Like it, it's you, you give raw takes. It's entertaining. Uh, you say what other people aren't willing to to say. Like, I mean, not too long ago, actually, the one I saw this morning where you were talking about Fanatics Live and, you know, if they want to do this right, like go out, go, go talk to people who actually ripped this fucking product. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, go, go talk to people who are actually ripping this product. Go talk to people who care about, uh, you know, the, the sport, go talk to people who are participating in breaks, like how um, opening product, like how can we get better? Yeah. Right. And so uh, these are things that are just a lot of people aren't willing to really talk about. And, and I'll give you your, I'll give you love for, for always, you know, putting your foot on the throat when it comes to that shit, man. Yeah. I think that's important because, you know, listen, the breakers get a bad rap and there's, 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 there's a lot of bad ones out there. There's guys that are scamming. There's guys that aren't communicating with the people that are spending money. They're just taking your money and moving on. They don't care. They see you as a dollar sign and it's okay. They want that quick buck. And a lot of those guys will, will fizzle out because people will start realizing like, oh, this guy has no role, like personal yeah. attachment to me yeah. as a, as a buyer. So screw that guy. So I think it's important for people to know that. And I also think it's important, like you talked about the fanatics thing. Um, I, I just think even though the breakers get a bad, bad rep, like we're the closest to the consumer. Yeah. Right. They're not getting, when people want to know about a product, the breakers are most of the time the ones doing the content to tell you what's in the product or how you, what you can hit or what we're chasing. So people are getting informed by the breakers. And I think we're just like, when I rip in Bowman and I talk about, you know, I'll, I'll shit on some things. I'll be like, this is a terrible, like, why are you doing this insert? This is just, just, you know, just watering down the product. Yeah. And, and I get that feedback from the, from the chat, you know, from people in the room. Yeah, you're right. You know, they should lessen this or do more of this. And I'm hoping they listen. I really hope they listen. Cause it's, it's, it'll keep, 
it'll keep like the, the binding of the hobby together. It'll keep people from straying away. Like that's the thing that, that bothers me the most is when I hear the horror stories from these other people who are big spenders and they're like, I'm done. I'm just done. I had a bad, you know, um, I have a bad taste in my mouth because this breaker did this or this company did this to me. And that big spender is gone. And you you have to hold on to those big spenders because those big spenders are keeping a lot of breaking, they're keeping a lot of rooms alive. You know, right yeah. now we're in a very slow time. Yeah. Summertime always slows down. Always. So always it's great. And, and I, I get people texting me like, Oh, you know, what are you doing? And how, I'm like, dude, it, it's just slow. You yeah. gotta, you gotta just, if you have to go through and, and just break at cost or just make a little bit of money just to get through and just get to football season, you know, once football season comes around, it's gonna pick back up. So of course, yeah. 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 Like, I mean, everyone, this is like, this is buying season, you know, it's not necessarily ripping season, but like, this is yeah. like, this is yeah. prime buying season. Like most people aren't going to be buying at this time though, because they're going to be spending money on trips. They're going to be spending money on going out. They're going to be spending money on, I don't know, like camp for their kids. Right. There's so many things to spend money on in the summertime in North America, but this is like, this is when prices are out to all time low there's not really any buzz whatsoever. Although I will say that, and we can talk about this. The NBA get, got super creative yesterday, announcing that the 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 in season tournament. So, but again, that doesn't have any really impact on on cards directly, yeah. right? Like no yeah. one's running out to go buy. I mean, a Devin Booker card because the NBA announces there's gonna be an in season tournament in November. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So yeah. Um. Now that being said, the Wemby hype. And the fact that there's actually a product that Wemby is in is a little bit different than it's been previously, right? Like, because typically when these guys get drafted, there's nothing available of them on the market realistically for people to buy into or to chase or whatever, whatever that may be, right? So people are kind of waiting on standby for the next six to nine months. And yeah, typically kind of, it's like you know, the, the prism draft picks is like the first one, but nobody wants that product is gone like after a week nobody cares about that product that's exactly it that's exactly it so i mean one another thing i really want to talk about with you is you have a huge focal point uh and we've talked about this previously but i just i feel like more people need to hear about this on mental health right mental health mm -hmm. is a huge thing you talk about it a lot i think you do an amazing job of removing some of the stigmas in terms of like actually communicating um because for whatever reason, like as a society, not just in the sports card space, but just in general, we feel like we can't talk about things. So where does that mental health focus come from, from you? Like what the need to, to not only communicate, but encourage other people to communicate? Um, I think experiencing that going through and, and having my own struggles and realizing it's it's not healthy to bottle things up. It's not healthy to not talk about it. It's not healthy to, you know, navigate through life with this like lingering issue going on with yourself and and all the while trying to raise a family and and, and you know, I have a wife and two girls, so it the best that, that I've found is to just open up about it and talk about it and get it off your chest and not let it like fester inside of you because i think the longer that kind of festers and the longer it lingers you're 
you it's going to come out somewhere way shape or form and you know i'll 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 give a i'll give a quick story is you know my my oldest daughter her name is emerson she was when she was born she was born with a disability her her um, her right hand is smaller than her left hand and it's it's significantly smaller but she has all of her fingers she can move her hand she she has all the functionality but it's going to be a very hard road for her throughout her whole life. We do so many things with our hands and, you know, we're like, we come across those obstacles all the time, you know, at the park, you know, doing sports, doing all, you know, just, you know, writing, like doing things with her hands. So when that happened, when, when she was born, it took a very it was a it was a hard time for me. It was a tough time because, you know, I you know I thought was it me? Was it is it you know my wife thought it was her because she she you know you know she carried her for the nine months, yeah. and and it was it was a tough time. It was a it was a time where I I like went into a shell as a person, you know. I didn't tell anyone how I was feeling, and I turned to, you know, sports betting, casino drinking gambling like doing all those things as like um as basically like a like a cover you know covering up my feelings a coping mechanism right yeah it was my coping mechanism yeah and it was bad i you know and it i it turned it got to the point where i'm i'm like what what am i doing you know what am i doing i i should be grateful that she is able to communicate with me you know there are parents out there that have children that can't even communicate. They can't even get their words across to them because they're in, they're in a more severe, you know, position. So I, I really started like getting it off my chest, like telling people. And it, it it started just by having a conversation with people on, on the phone. Like, yeah, you know, like I, I had this problem. I had this, you know, I was betting on sports you know, in the middle of the night, you know, when people like are sleeping, you know, tennis yeah. in Japan and shit, you know, <laughs> yeah. like just, like, yeah. Yeah, 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 just dumb stuff. Yeah. yeah. And that was how I coped with it. And finally, like, I, I just, I just told myself, I was like, I have to be there for my family. I have to be there mentally. I have to be there physically. Like, yeah, I'm here now. I'm here physically, but I'm mentally, when I'm working, I'm not there. No. So if I added that, extra layer of like doing just constantly on my phone and you know you know put this sports bed in or put this in i wasn't there and and i regret those times and i and i regret doing that but i'm i'm happy now that i can talk about it because i think everybody is dealing with something in their life it doesn't matter how rich you are it doesn't matter what you have in your life everybody is going through something whether it could be it could be alcohol addiction, drug addiction, gambling addiction, you know, the lack of energy, they they don't want to work out. And so I just I I made a drastic decision and this is twofold by the way. I made this decision earlier this year. I said I'm going to fucking cut alcohol out of my life. I'm going to go to the gym 6 days a week. I'm going to I'm going to start fasting. So I don't eat till 12. I only eat from 12 to 8. 
and I'm just going to get laser focused on doing things where I wake up and I'm going to fucking get shit done. Cause I got to a point where I was sluggish waking up. I had no energy. I had no drive. I was, I wasn't going to the gym. I was feeling like I, I, I I'm in shape as a person. Like yeah. I, I, even when I'm not in shape, like I can, I'm athletic, yeah, 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 yeah. but you have that feeling of just like, I feel like a blob yeah, yeah, yeah. and I didn't want that feeling anymore. So I started making those decisions and I'll tell you right now, anybody out there listening, just a small fasting, just fasting changed everything. It changed my, my hunger habits. It changed what I wanted to eat. It changed a lot of things. And, and just in a two week period, fuck man, I, I had never seen such a change in, in my attitude, my drive, like all these little things. Yeah. I try to encourage people like, honestly, if you do nothing else, just walk because I find that. And again, like, I mean, obviously like you can, you can fast. There's, there's so many different things at the end of the day. I mean, number one, you need to find what works for you and what you can sustain, but like, it's just the, the, just one, all you have to do is one fucking thing. Yeah. One fucking thing to like, like keep the pie, like make the positivity start. Right. And like, all of a sudden you're walking and you're like, oh man, I have more energy, which means like now you're reaching for less shitty food, you know, because you're like, I mean, typically when your energy is down, you kind of crave sugar. And specifically when it comes to like simple carbohydrates and like things that are going to give you that, that like quick fix, but later followed by a crash. Right. So you start mm-hmm. getting like natural energy. And like, maybe you go to bed at a normal fucking time because like you're actually tired because you worked out today and which means you're waking up at a normal fucking time, you know, like, and <laughs> it's just like, it's like this nonstop thing. You're like, Oh, what else can I do? Like, it's almost like once you start making money, you're like, you start thinking about all the things that you can kind of like invest in, you know, does that yeah. make sense? Like, yeah. you're like, Oh wait, I have like money now. Like I'm not paycheck to paycheck anymore. Like, what can I, what can I put money into that might make me money moving forward? But like, unless you get into that mindset of like, like a positive, like, okay, I'm going to add a positive thing into my life. Yeah. It's very hard to, to see that there's just, there's so many things you can do for yourself. And, uh, you know, I love that you attribute like exercise uh, as a big part of that alcohol. I mean, reducing alcohol consumption has a, is a massive factor as well. I think not enough people talk about, you know, really how many people consume alcohol on a regular basis and like how shit it really makes you feel. And again, it's not to say that you have to cut things, things out completely, I no. mean, in your case, it worked, right? And that's something yeah. that you you wanted to do and fucking kudos to you. Um, but just, I think, you know, paying more attention to like how you truly feel is probably mm-hmm. like the biggest takeaway, right? Like, because there's so many things we do that just kind of mask, you know, how we actually feel. You're like, yeah. you're like, oh yeah, I'm happy. And you're like, but like, really? Yeah. And it just sounds like from, from you know, just some of the the stories you've already mentioned, that like it you don't you're very self-aware and and even when it came to you know you were driving those those the airplane parts man like that's most people would just do that forever though right like you might you might be like ah, I, I fucking hate this but yeah most people are like ah it's money and you know we're not supposed to like your job or whatever yeah. like i mean I've heard, I've heard people say so many different things right like it's just but the fact that you went all in on something that was like kind of a question mark, truly, right? Like, oh, hundred percent. Yeah. You know what I mean? That wasn't guaranteed. Yeah. Imagine asking, imagine telling anybody that like you're giving up a job to drive airplane parts to you know from point A to point B, which sounds like a 
sounds like a, a decent job. It sounds like a job yeah. job. No, right? it was good. Yeah, and then it was you good. try to convince, like, let's say even like, <laughs> you know, your parents or your friends, you're like, actually, I'm going to be opening sports cards. For yeah. Oh, you yeah. Know? Like, how the fuck do you sell that? I know. Right? Well, I, it, it's funny because every time I, anytime I go somewhere and they're like, yeah, what's your uh, email address? <laughs> and I'm like, it's a, uh, and I don't want to say it. I go D-A-D-D-Y-R-I-P-S. <laughs> and then, and then they're like typing it out and then they look at me and they go, hmm. And immediately they go to flatulence. They go to farting. <laughs> That's so funny. They go, That's so funny. what do you do? And yeah. I, and I'm like, well, um, and then my wife's always next to me. She was like, he opened sports cards, you know? And and uh, it's just hard to explain. Yeah, and, of course. But then, and but then they're like crazy. sports cars. And you're like, oh no, yeah, no, yeah, <laughs> no, no, no. I was in Houston for a card show, <laughs> dude. That's so funny you say that. I was in Houston uh, Saturday. That's the for most a card embarrassing show. part. You know that? Like yeah. that one? Like that? I, I, it's it's hard for me to recover from that because like people ask me too. You know, like oh, what do you do for a living? And I'm like oh, like I'm a personal trainer, but also like I'm you know. I make a lot of content in the sports card space and they're like, Oh, sports cars. Like what kind? And I'm like, yeah, no, 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 no. Sports cards. Uh, yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 And they're like, no, oh. the, the hotel lobby girl goes, um, what are you here for? And I said, Oh, there's a card show here tomorrow. And she was like, Oh, I haven't been to a car show in a long time. The last time I went, it got rained out. And I was like, no, 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 no. Card show. Car, like like cards and she was like oh and it was it's just like this awkward thing every time it it is it is hard to explain too um but then there's like this thing that i've noticed with i think if you add like card and memorabilia people just yeah, yeah, yeah shut up afterwards like i think that's what i've learned yeah but there's this thing that i'll tell people what i do and then they're like kind of like oh interesting and then like the next day they're texting me and going, Hey, I just found this Emmett Smith rookie card. Like, what is this worth? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then like a, the kid's kite side yeah. comes out of them. Yeah. Yeah. You know, fair. my neighbor, he has, he didn't know what the fuck I was doing. He was like, I still don't get it. I still don't get it. You know, he's like, I, I went in your live the other night. I just, I don't understand spots and teams and, you know, so one day he calls me and he goes, dude, I found all my dad's stuff in my attic. Can I bring it over? And sure enough, he had Griffey's. He had all just the all the old stuff. And yeah, and yeah, it, like, and yeah. just watching that, seeing his like joy wow. and like his like childhood come out of him. He's like, dude, I remember my dad bringing these home. And and, and that's that's the best part of it. It's like watching that, like seeing the joy come out of people that that otherwise I wouldn't have even created a relationship with him if he didn't like find those cards, you know, yeah. I would have never even talked to him, but yeah. now I have a relationship with him because he brought those cards over and he spent fucking three hours at my house. Yeah. My wife's like, when's this guy going to go home? <laughs> that's funny. You know? So, so I, th I think that's an important conversation too. It's like, I, as you know, fanatics and whoever else is putting a crazy amount of time and energy into marketing and content creation. And you know, you're, you and me are both in that category as well, where, I mean, generally we're just trying to get as many people it, just to talk about, these, these subject matters as humanly possible, mm -hmm. you're going to start seeing, and I've already started to see, and I don't know if you have as well, but I mean, you just gave me a scenario what you have, but maybe more, where a lot of people who used to collect are going to either jump back into the space or attempt to jump back into the space. Mm -hmm. Like, how can we be better at creating like a, a bridge? Because I've seen it a lot already where like, let's say I'm at my local card shop and, and, 
either someone calls in or, or someone comes in with a big box of shit from the late night or late eighties, early nineties. And it is relatively worthless. Like, you know, no disrespect, yeah. Yeah. but like, this is something that they put an immense amount of time and energy into, whether it was them, whether it was a parent, whether it was an uncle, aunt, whatever the case may be. And it's relatively worthless. You know, like how can we be like the bridge so that we introduce like here's collecting now? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, because that's something I, I definitely think about on a regular basis. It's like, how can we because there's going to be more people that come back like there's already Every day, there's tons of people that are reinterested in the hobby because of some form of marketing or content because we've never had more of it than we do right now. Yeah. Right? So, you know, how can we be better bridges? I I think being a, like, if you want to talk about being a bridge, I yeah. think... Like, how do we go really... from, like, collecting in the late 80s and 90s to, like, breaking or, like, going on whatnot? Or, like if you know what I'm saying? Like, 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 are you saying, like, if somebody comes in and goes, hey, I like you're collect... Like, your neighbor, yeah. right? Like, how do you yeah. get him like into being comfortable in a live or, or a break, yeah. for instance, you know what I mean? Cause that's zero to 100. Yeah. Right? For like, sure. I think, um, let's say you have someone come in your live or, or maybe someone DMs me. If someone okay. DMed me and said, Hey, I'm new to this. Don't know what I'm doing. How does this work? You know, maybe throw them a bone. Be like, you know yeah. what? Come in the live and take a spot. I'll, I'll, I'll throw you a bone, like take a spot on the house and just, just, feel feel it out see how it works you know uh just just hop in something you know i i think it's hard with the the, the older generation you know but at the same time like my dad he's like not very tech savvy at all but he loves he loves breaks yeah. he loves watching oh yeah oh I love yeah that. i love so that. during covid i i would you know we couldn't go anywhere couldn't even fucking run outside. Yeah, you know, know. I got the police called on me for running around a lake outside without a mask on. True story. That's crazy. <laughs> True story. But I in would Texas? go to us. No. So this was during COVID. I was oh, living in California. Was so like, that makes no more sense. Freaking way. Yeah. <laughs> I like, yeah. No, freaking no, I remember running and there's nobody at this That's lake crazy. and this old lady sitting at the bench and she's like, where's your mask? You know, and I'm, I'm like, what the? Yeah. And she's like, I'm calling the cops on you. And I was just like, oh, yeah, call the cops, whatever. And uh, so during COVID, I would drive over to my dad's house and we would sit there on on Instagram lives. And he's like, hey, I just bought two spots in this uh, divisional so break. Let's, you know, and 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 he collects and he likes opening. He goes, <laughs> dude, this, this is, <laughs> he goes to Barnes and Noble because Barnes and Noble has retail boxes. And he will like swindle the the cashier and be like, hey, uh, I know the limit's three boxes, but, uh, you know, can I get three of each? You know, there's this is prism and this is select, you know, and he'll call me and be like, I just got six boxes at Barnes and Noble. Yeah. Like and and send me pictures. He has this like mantle of the hall or the. Yeah. uh, He has like this mantle in his house. And he doesn't, he just has all these boxes and he's like, yeah, I'm thinking about starting a break page. What do you think? And he'll send me a picture of all these boxes he gets at retail boxes. So he loves it, man. And I like his, I, and I think that was just, that's the kid side of him coming out of him. Yeah. When we used to, when he used to take me back in 2001 to the card shows and we would sit there and open packs, you know, we would, we would, we would buy a box, 
We would drive down the street to Carl's Jr. and sit in Carl's Jr., eat lunch and open packs. Oh, what did you hit? Oh, look what I hit, you know? Um, I remember he pulled the first ever like one of one that I ever remember pulling, him pulling, was an Aaron Brooks New Orleans Saints one of one card. And it was like, we had no idea what it was worth. Yeah, we yeah. put it in a one touch and, you know, but, and that was back when the Saints were, the Saints had a good team. Yeah, so, I know. Um, you know, I think that was Aaron Brooks, Ricky Williams, Joe Horn, if I'm correct. I don't know. I could be wrong. Um, but yeah, so I, I, I feed off of him sometimes, you know, he, he'll, you know, he flew out to Texas a few weeks ago and he brought boxes. And so we were sitting in my backyard, just ripping boxes. So, so um, bridging the gap sometimes might just be bringing the kid out of somebody, you know, like just getting them back into like that feeling of the collecting aspect. Yeah. So, and that's, that's one thing that I, I strive to do so much and I don't care how much money it takes. If I go to these shows and I see kids running around, I immediately try to find blasters or hangers or megas and I'll spend three, four, five hundred dollars and I'll just I'll put them in my backpack and me and my wife will just we'll see a kid. We just hand him a box, you know, because that right there, that's that's something that they could they Oh, my God, I got a free box and they open it up. And, you know, that's something that they might never forget that they got that box and that might, you know, and, and then the parents are like always thankful. And I think it's, that's something that people should do more of. Yeah, man. I mean, it's, it, it's I mean, the, the hobby is nothing without the kids, right? Like, yeah. And especially with the price of product right now, it, it's kind of hard, you know, for a parent who isn't in the space, like full time or, to justify some of the price tags on, on the, the the things that kids genuinely want. Right. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, there's not a lot of kids that want to open like hoops or, you know, no. like some of like those lower end products, even though they might be cost effective and, and, you know, the parent might be like, Oh, like here, I got you cards. And I mean, everyone's, everyone's had this happen to them or like their parents have bought them cards. And you're like, Oh fuck, these are like kind of shit. You know what I mean? Like, you're, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right? exactly. You're like, Oh man, like, okay, thank you. You're so, that, that was like really nice of you. But at the same time, like I, I'm probably not going to do anything. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. It's when so, my, or like my dad will call me and go, Hey, uh, I just bought this prison baseball box. And I'm just like, yeah, yeah. Oh, dad, go, yeah. go return that box. Yeah. Just go give it, give it away to somebody. You don't want to rip that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm big on that. Like I, I'm very vocal about the unlicensed to license and putting things on the table that I think is going to be a good ROI, or I don't think somebody's going to get absolutely slaughtered on if they buy a personal, you know, that's one thing. And, and, and that's the other thing that um, I think breakers should do more of. It's just be honest. You know, if someone comes in, a lot in of that has to do with allocation off, though, right? Like, because otherwise they get stuck with shit, right? Like, I mean, yeah. I, I, we've seen, we've seen like prominent breakers talk about how flux is the product of the oh, year. Like God. you can't yeah. possibly say that with a straight fucking face unless you know that like, that's the only way you're getting rid of this stuff. And a lot of yeah. times they have to buy this stuff in order to get like allocation for the big stuff for like mm -hmm. prism for select for first off the line, right? Like all those things they need to, they, you need to get the, the, 
the, the, the stuff that's shit, truthfully. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? top series one, yeah, top series yeah. two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, you have but, to buy mass quantities of that in order to, to get the good stuff. Yeah, of course. But but it, but every product can't be the best, right? No, it feels I, I like 100% it, agree with it, you. And that's why it sounds like you're full yeah, of shit when you say stuff it, like that. It feels so forced when they're of like, course. Leaf certified or you know, revolution, football. you know? Yeah, like, it, fucking... It's like, that's stop. Just yeah. stop doing that. Yeah. <laughs> At least, like, when I put crown on the table, yeah. I go, guys, listen, we're chasing kabooms. That's the only thing that fucking matters. Uh, you know, the silhouette RPAs are cool, but we're chasing the kaboom. You know, okay. we're chasing, you know, that's the type of thing that you just yeah. got to be a little bit more honest on. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I had a guy rip F1 Sapphire with us the other night and he was like, what's that card worth? And I don't know anything about F. I don't know anything about F1. I just I have it on the table because I had a few guys that were interested in it. And everybody in the chat's like, that's a huge car. That's two, three thousand dollars. Well, my breaker who I hired, he's huge into F1 and he's texting and DMing that guy offline going listen man it's probably be about a thousand dollar card like don't let the chat fool you and that guy called me after the live and personally thanked me for him doing that because he was like listen man a lot of people bullshit they blow smoke they want you to think that you're hitting a card way more than yeah. what the card's worth yeah he's like i appreciate that that yeah. goes a long way in business and yeah. guess what that guy was texting me the very next day like when are you going live again i want to rip some more you know, that's not going to happen yeah. with these other well, breakers. Like, I mean, when you see these fucking logo men get hit like Kate Cunningham and they're like, that's a five hundred thousand dollar card. Yeah. Like, what are you fucking smoking? How is that yeah. a five hundred thousand dollar card? Who decides yeah. that's five hundred thousand dollars? You know, like I just <laughs> yeah, don't how many logo mans were there this year? <laughs> I have never seen so many logo. Can we have a moment life? of silence for, yeah. for the, the logo man influx. And I mean, these things are they, they got to be glorified paperweights one day. You know, like, they yeah, have I. I, I there's just too many of them when when you were talking about like the old collectors bringing in that box of shit you know that that box yeah. of trash yeah I hope we're not talking about this in 15 years about somebody bringing in you know a box of 1920 trash you know where they're like that stuff's trash get that out of here we don't deal with that anymore you know and I'm and I'm sorry it's sad to say but I think Panini is going in that direction they're they're six to what they're, they're so almost a year to behind talk to someone else who also has the same disdain towards panini yeah because i don't understand everyone's out here defending panini i was like i don't what are we am i seeing the wrong things here i don't get it most no. of your hits are redemptions that from what i see you know yeah. like I and it's always the top chase <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> how how is yeah. it that like you can't get the major people to sign these goddamn cards you yeah. know like oh yeah and then it takes you a year and a half to fulfill. So there's a lot of Joe Burrow autos outstanding still haven't oh, been signed. Oh, those, you know? those, those cards like, are gone. Those what's cards happening are gone. here? You know? Yeah. And then they end up like backdooring them through those black boxes and shit like that. Mm -hmm. I'm like, and then all of a sudden you get offered Panini points by the time it's all said and done. Yeah. Like, and Panini points aren't worth shit anymore. Because no. that used to be the white sparkle packs. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. could, And everyone was buying up points for the white sparkle packs. And now they're like, nope, Dutch auction it's it's ridiculous and uh, and and they're like i was gonna say it's like what are they nine 12 months behind on all products at least you know we're, we're chasing cade cunningham flawless box uh cards the guy's been in the league for two years yeah what he's are we injured. doing he's been injured for a whole year you know he's yeah. played a year what and are we for doing a whole year. <laughs> you know and then they're like oh uh we're gonna make impeccable t-mall 
why are you like you're taking like a somewhat higher end product and then making a T-mall version of it? Stop. Like stop. You don't have to do that. I'm I'm really in favor for, you know, they they I, I'm in favor for distinguishing the retail from the hobby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, if you if you could hit silver field level quarterbacks in retail, that's the you know Jalen Hurts silver field levels. The PSA tens are like three hundred bucks. Yeah, you know, it shouldn't be that. That's a hard card to hit and select. But when they started dumping them into retail, people are like, "Oh, this card's this card's worth nothing anymore." You know, the the silver field level Josh Allen's do a thousand. Yeah, and there's a reason because they yeah. there wasn't retail they just back don't then. Exist right? Like, yeah, they yeah. don't exist. Yeah. It's like a it's less than two hundred yeah. homes. You know, yeah. like yeah, yeah, yeah. Those cards are huge. Yeah. So they. If they, I think they should make separate sets for retail. And you know what? Put the linemen, the coach autos, all those bullshit autos, those throwbacks. You don't want a Rex Why? Ryan auto, bro? Oh my God. Why are, <laughs> listen, Rodney Harrison, I love you. You were a fucking dog. I don't want to hit a Rodney Harrison auto in a, th- in a $1,200 box. I just don't want to do it. You know, I don't want to see a Dan Marino downtown in the fucking optic box I just paid nine hundred dollars for. I mean, I'm who's sorry, even Dan. worth hitting? I mean, I, I said this openly for like a year and a half. Like last year's NFL draft draft class was just not very good, Mm-mm. and I just can't imagine ripping that product. Truthfully, like I mean, I think you if had, you hit a picket right out the gate, but even then, I mean, like you're counting you hit on picket actually being a good quarterback, no, though, right? Uh-huh. Like, I mean, is this guy gonna have like 10, 15 years in this league? I'm a, a Steelers fan. And I'm not. A, I'm not a believer, bro. <laughs> Like, Here, you know what I'm saying? Question, like, I'll ask you a question. What if he has the exact, exact career as Ben Roethlisberger? Ben Roethlisberger? I knew you were going to say that. Then, yeah. I mean, then he's, that's good. We're good. I mean, even no, but, then, but, but, but Ben's even stuff then, is super cheap. But super that's what cheap. I'm saying. That's I know. What I'm saying. I know. I know. Yeah. I know. You know, considering how the fact come... this guy was, I mean, this is pretty legendary. I saw this morning that uh, he's, he, he, no one has thrown more uh, or had more perfect passer rating games than Ben Roethlisberger has. And he's yeah. had four. You know, like mm-hmm. this is a guy that just doesn't get enough love. He's won multiple, multiple chips. Pretty much made the playoffs almost every year that he, he was a starter. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. And his stuff is a fraction of the cost of, of Pickett. It's like, how does this make any sense? Yeah. But I mean, I went, does, argu- I went into this argument this morning and you're going to get me fired it, up again. It's all about the bump players. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. all about the bump. Yeah. You know, imagine if, um, you know, Nolan Arenado. You know, Paul Goldschmidt, a lot of Mookie these players. Betts, bro. Mookie, Mookie Betts, Betts, right now? Yeah, Mookie Betts. He's got 26 jacks. Imagine if he, if his rookie season was in 19, 20, or 21. Oh, his cards would be doing what Otani cards are doing. Bananas. Just because, just based on what he's doing, you know, the stats. Listen, yeah. Ellie is a, he's a very, he's electric. He's, yep. you know, big, tall motherfucker. But I mean, honestly, Jordan Walker's having like a better season than he's had. And oh, no yeah. one's saying shit about Jordan Walker. I think Jordan Walker is just like that. Like Ellie has the flair, right? Yeah, of he course. has the I'm gonna I'm gonna push the boundaries. I'm gonna. I mean, the guy things. literally stole three straight bases and then including stealing home. You know what I mean? Unbelievable Unreal. what he did. Yeah. Unreal. Unreal. Yeah. I I said it on my podcast. I said we are in a point where Brewers Reds afternoon games are like must see TV. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which, I saw someone throw down like a ridiculous uh, like parlay for the. Um, for the division winners, it was like, yeah. a, like two dollars or some shit to win like a million, and they just picked all underdogs because I mean Arizona, uh, yeah, the Reds, 
Orioles. Uh, Orioles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like it was just like ridiculous plays. Rangers and as of right now, too, right? Rangers as well. Yeah. It's, uh, it's currently at 22,000. They were asking it like, should I cash? And I was oh, like, really? Dude, take that for two bucks. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Because yeah. you like, never know I mean, what that Arizona rip- win the win, win the division, oh, no. bro. Come That's on. Crazy. Man. Down the stretch against the Dodgers. I don't know if you're going very far. Yeah. You know, like, I agree. I we'll would cash see. in. We'll see. You know what? And that's we could segue into people get greedy in the hobby. I agree. Stop getting so greedy. Why? If you get a card and someone's like, you know, right out the gate, someone offers you a number 99.9% of the time. That's the best offer you'll ever get. And, and, and most of the time these guys get stuck with the card and then they're kicking themselves because they, they thought, Oh, well, my card's worth that's that's a that's a you know slap in the face offer and next thing you know they're but short that's also it. because of some of the breakers though right like yeah. imagine a oh, breaker yeah. tells you it's 20k card and yeah. someone offers you 11 and you're like oh no that's nowhere near it meanwhile there's nothing else there's no comps for this thing exist yeah. you know like i don't know it's a corbin carroll number to five or some shit like you're like okay this is a great this guy's great but do you know how hard it is to be great for a decade yeah. Like, and then go look at those players' cards who have been great for a decade and see how much those go for. And you'll realize that, like, selling this thing for 11K right now is an absolute dream come true. Yeah, for you sure. You know what I mean? Like, been, like, like, look at Mike Trout. Like, people are now talking about him is he a bust? being as a bust or like, yeah. a, like, like he's, he's so good, but he doesn't have a playoff win. You know, he can't carry a team and they're probably going to lose Otani and not get anything out of it. So I I go back to I tell people like oh that's a five thousand dollar car it's like it's what somebody will pay for it, for sure right because the higher you go the more people are like okay it's tw- it's worth twenty but I'll give you ten cash and and twelve trade that's exactly and that twelve it. you know and that yeah. twelve trade that person's into for only like four thousand that's exactly so it. like it's maybe only costing, five you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and. Yeah, and yeah, it's like I, how I much have a cash cl- can you really get out of a deal? That's kind of what things something's worth. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. So I, I I say it. I see it all the time. I see it. People will DM me, "Hey, I just hit this card. What's it worth?" The the breakers telling me it's five k, and I I just you know twenty seconds of 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 searching the car. I'm like, "Hey, man, I I think it's like twenty two hundred bucks." You yeah. know, to be fair, like yeah. I'm I'm just being on. Oh, no, yeah. nope. I'm no. There's no way that this is what the breaker said, and I'm. And that's the go walk around a show with that, and you're gonna see 1800. You know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah, it's like, yeah, you're seeing comps and that are 22, you're gonna get like 18, 15, 16, 17, yeah. oh, right? Yeah. Like, and and that that 5,000 dream is out the window, yep. And that's and that's the that's the separation that people have to start. They have to really they have to change that mindset. It's not what you what the last comp. Just because the last comp is three thousand dollars doesn't mean the card is worth three thousand dollars. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> like, you, know, you know, like, and especially because a lot of people don't even take into account that, like, some of the, there actually might be other versions of this available, right? So, like, yeah. it's like okay, that one might might have sold two weeks ago for three thousand bucks, but there's one listed right now. Buy it now for twenty five hundred. So, yeah. like, I'm not giving you three thousand dollars when I can literally press buy it now on this twenty five hundred dollar card. Oh, you know, yeah. like that just doesn't make any yeah. sense to me. Like, <laughs> why, why would I ever do that? Like, you know, if anything, like you're saving fees, right? Like, 
I mean, you're right in front of me. Cash is king. Let's make a deal, right? But you're not getting a three that was up there when this thing is listed for 25. I mean, yeah. now it depends on like how badly do I want this and all that stuff. But I'm like, you know, you got you also have to negotiate with uh with a proper proper head on your shoulders. Yeah. I, I don't like going to shows and seeing the guys have cards in their in their uh their cases. And then I go, hey, you know, a guy has a card listed for a thousand dollars. I go, hey, um, best I can do is six twenty four. Yeah, yeah, and 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 I this happened a couple days ago. This is why I'm saying it. I'm happy I, I you don't the, pull out the comps. You know that I hate that shit. We don't like people oh, like, hey, like, uh, <laughs> oh yeah, no. So so I I I legitimately told this guy. I said the the valuation of this card is exactly six twenty four. Yeah, and he goes, well, where'd you get that comp? I said, okay, and I broke it down to him. Yeah, yeah I yeah. literally said, I said, because there's no, there was no sell on the card. So I broke it down to him between between the PSA nine, what the shimmer did, you know, and I and I basically gave him the the valuation. And he goes, Well, I bought that card for when he gets called up. So I go, Well, then why the fuck is it in your case? Why did you bring it with you? Why did you Do bring you it with you? Sit the with guys me, in the minors. Like, just they stay, they sit <laughs> yeah. with me in my my office space and like yeah. you know, I, I kind of forget about them until like something happens and I'm like, okay, excellent. Time to pull that one out. You know, like yeah. yesterday, Alex DeBrinket got traded from Chicago Black or not Chicago Blackhawks from the uh, Ottawa Senators trade, right? to the Detroit Red Wings. I was like, guess what? We're pulling out our Alex DeBrinket. <laughs> Before that, DeBrinket yeah. stays on, stays in the court, yeah. in the cases. <laughs> you know, I'm not gonna bring it around. And be like, hmm, I really want this for when he gets traded. Yeah, and like people are gonna look at you like, well, that's not what they cost, dumbass. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, so I don't know. I I don't know. I'm I'm. The Dallas card show is coming up in a couple of days. We'll be we'll be going to that. I I went to a show in Houston over the weekend. It wasn't very promising. Um, it was a lot of the one day one day show. It was a one day show. It was, it was a smaller show, but it was yeah. a lot of just like no one wanted to to do anything. Nobody wanted to negotiate it. It was just like a like this everyone, is my price. Everyone wanted to. I'm win. not. Everyone yeah, wanted. To everybody win. wanted to yeah, win. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, we'll see how I, I love the Dallas card show. I think it's, I've yet to I go, think man. I need to, uh, I think overall it's the best show. Everyone says that, bro. Everyone overall, says that. there's no, I'll tell you why, you know why there's no, no outside influence. Oh. No, there's no outside <laughs> influence. You don't have a casino down yeah, the street. That's true, actually, You don't have, uh, you know, there's no like real nightlife yeah. unless you drive all the way down into the city in, t- in Dallas. Yeah. So I think there's no distraction. So I think everybody goes there to get just shit business, done. just business. Yeah, it's yeah. just business. Yeah. And it's, I don't know. You, you got to experience. I always, yeah. I always tell people this. I'm like, I, when I get, when I pull into that parking lot, I get chills. On, I get goosebumps. My nipples get hard. I'm like fucking like, it's, I don't know. It's just like a experience. It's so fucking go time. It is. It is. It's yeah. go time. And it's, there's, there's a ton of wax. So if you're a breaker, it's a great place to get wax. And, um, you know, this is not even a plug for them. I don't even, you know, I don't, mm-hmm. I'm not sponsored by them, but it's, mm-hmm. it's a great show to go to. You know, it's I've had perfect multiple size. people who have no association with them whatsoever, you know, and they're like, that's my favorite show. And I'm like, fuck, yeah. hey, if yeah. it wasn't so close to the national, I would have. Next one's in September. I when think. when are you, no, next one's what? Oh, no, oh I mean, this, not now. Yeah, yeah, Come yeah. on. Yeah, yeah, yeah every yeah, two, yeah. every, every two months. Yeah, I think it's I think like it's, I think the it's second September. week, every two months. Yeah. You're going to national, right? Yeah. Yeah, what day are you going in? Wednesday. They're one Wednesday? Sunday, bro. We're going we're going to war, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have a booth, do you? We're gonna be in the trenches. No, I can't. Honestly, I I jump off my balcony before I get a booth. 
I can't yeah. do it. Like I'm not. I, I, yeah, I have ADHD. I can't really I can't sit. do it, bro. I can't be, no. I can't be that person that just stands there and like you know, waiting for somebody no. to like come. Yeah, to exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Like, <laughs> Hey, sir, come over here. You know, yeah. like, how are you doing? I'm like, I've only, I've I only just, done, I've done one show doing the booth me too, and I, I didn't even sit there. Yeah. yeah I, I was like, Hey, give yeah. me those out of the case. I'm going to go run around and try to move them. You know, <laughs> me too, I had me to too. be moving. I can't do it, man. I can't do it. And then I get to like, just like, like pull off into the corner and stuff and just like, you know, I don't know. Just... Are you, are you guys going to, are you going to be doing a lot of content? Yeah. Oh yeah. Obviously. Yeah. 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 We're, I'm trying to set up a live stream. I have the booth bullpen, Mitch from bullpen nice. called me and he, and he said, Hey, you have Run this little it. space. Yeah. So I want to do it. If you're, if you, if you're willing, come in. Of course. Man. Um, I want to do like a live stream type thing with a co-host and just bring people in for like five minute seconds, cool. you know, five minute yeah. little interviews, yeah. get a little questions in, see what they're doing, and then just kind of pop in. And and uh, I don't know, because I, I, I talk about it a lot, how most content from shows is like post show or yeah. like you see the day one content on day two. I know exactly so what I, you're talking about. Yeah. yeah, yeah so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. My my theory is like a lot of people at home they they want to get that like well they want to be in it right they want to yeah. experience it they want to see happening. it yeah, yeah, yeah. so yeah and so that's I definitely something it's... I have I have an issue with too like because I'm just present right like and I feel like unless I mean even you have someone walking around filming you like it takes a while for them to pump that shit out right so yeah this is this would be completely different yeah man I'm down I'm down yeah I'm always down for yeah yeah It'd be fun Fired up so. Team, I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of Cardboard Coach. What a great conversation. Michael, you got to let them know where to follow you, man. Uh, Instagram, daddy underscore rips. We're on TikTok and YouTube. You have Twitter. a podcast too. I have a podcast. It's Yeah, there's the, the Call Me Daddy is the podcast. It's on all platforms, YouTube, Apple, Spotify, uh, anywhere you could find a podcast. So, so far, it's... it's um. It's being, you know, distributed. Um, I think I could talk about this right now. I'll do a little cliffhanger. I just signed a contract with a podcasting company out here in Dallas where I will have access to an actual studio and I will be able to bring people in and and do a more personable type interviews like in person. So that's exciting because um, I don't, as you know, it's a it's a lot of work. Yeah, it's a lot of work. Yeah. I drop my podcast every Monday, and from Saturday to Monday morning at like two a.m., I'm just like frantic with clipping and editing and yeah, yeah. splicing things together, and making sure it sounds nice. And you got to get the fucking you want it to be under a minute because that algorithm over a minute, you know, exactly. there's all these little things that you have to do, and that's going to be taken off my shoulders with this company. They're going to be handling all that. Which is huge because it's like it's wonderful. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I, I cannot wait. <laughs> that sounds wonderful. Yeah, <laughs> I can't wait. So, yeah. um, and I and you know, listen, I I haven't even been doing this for a long time, but I fucking love it, and I love I love what you're doing. Appreciate I you, I get like inspired on your TikToks. Like I watch your TikTok. My wife will always be like, what is he talking about? And I'm like, I don't know, but I want to go fucking do something. I want to yeah. do a video. <laughs> it like makes me want to do more content. Because they, because like I, I got the the, and I, I'm gonna give you a, a fucking huge praise. I got the the idea of doing the non like podcast clips from yeah. you, 
yeah. where you're just sitting there and and like I like I'll just click record and I'll just have an idea in my head yeah, and yeah. I'll just talk for two and a half minutes and then I'll just slice it down and go, all right, this is that cool. And it has nothing to do with my podcast. It has nothing. It it, it might just be something like on my mind or yeah. something happened in the hobby. And I love that, that, that the stuff that you do and like, it's, it, it really is like inspiring to me and it like, cause especially with the fitness thing and like staying it. healthy and stuff like that's yeah. so big. I yeah. think it needs to be talked about. I more. mean, I try not to throw it down people's throat. Right. Like, cause I mean, it's funny. Cause like, I mean, I have, like if I go to a party and people are like smoking a cigarette, for instance, they, they kind of look at me and they're like, Oh, like, don't judge me. I'm like, dude, I don't give a fuck what you do. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I really don't fucking care. Right. Yeah. So it's like, it's a, I, I know what works for me and that's cool, but I also don't want to force my stuff on anyone else. I do know, however, that like I've been up and I've been like down, down. And I will say that when I'm down, down, it's usually because I'm not eating right. It's usually because I'm not sleeping well. I'm not drinking enough water. I'm not going for my fucking walks. I'm not waking up at a decent hour. You know, when I'm like, yeah. I'm waking up at like 11 o'clock in the afternoon, one o'clock. I feel like shit. The whole day's ruined. You know, the next day's shit. So uh, I will say that like, I appreciate you. I appreciate the, 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 you know, acknowledging and uh, man, showing, showing love is what this hobby is all about, truthfully. And I feel like yeah. everyone should be showing each other more love. And uh, it's, it's not a competition. It's everyone. I feed off like when you say like, hey, I love what you're doing. Like I feed off that. Yeah, man. And it makes me want to keep going. That's exactly and I know it. a lot of, I know a lot you of have people. no idea the, the... how many times I don't want to make videos. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I wake up one morning, I'm like, fuck, I just don't want to make, I just want to talk in front of a camera today. You know, yeah. like, I'm just like, I really don't feel like it. And uh, inevitably someone will be like, oh man, like literally like a text message will come in and be like, bro, I wouldn't have gone for, or I wouldn't have worked out this morning if I didn't see your 4am walk. I'm like, fuck. Yeah. Like, I know. I, I saw that. Th I saw this I was morning. Like, it was like 355. I was like, you were I like have on to your fucking do walk. it now. You know, yeah. like I have no choice. Right. Like, yeah. and then I get fired up and then everyone's fired up. We're like, all right. And then, then we're, we're yeah. back in business again. I, I had a DM yesterday. I, I went to the lake with the family. I got a yeah. DM and someone guy goes, I just binged your podcast. And I'm sitting here on now. I'm at the gym because he's like one of your podcasts. You're like, get off your fucking ass and get to the gym. Yeah. Like, just do something. And he's like, yeah. I'm on the bike right now. I'm like so motivated. And so when I got that, I was like on the lake going, I I want to do something now. Like, I, I want to go to the gym. Run, I want to like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. do something. Let me go swim yeah. a mile real quick. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love it, man. See, seriously, I can't wait to have you back on the podcast. Thank you yeah. so much for taking the time. Team, I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of The Cardboard Coach. Like I said, check out Daddy Rips. Check out Call, Call Me Daddy. And, uh, you know, hopefully we'll hear from him again soon. For now, Coach Co and Daddy Rips are out of here. Peace. Later.